repair or replace all your major appliances when they break, and they will break. This is KCAA Loma Linda, the station that leaves no listener behind. CNBC News is next, a courtesy of BuySellMakeOffer.com, where you can post a video about items you have for sale. Sign up now. It's free. For a fifth session straight. Today, the Dow down just 10 points, the NASDAQ up by 34. The biggest decliner today, Lumber Liquidators, shares down nearly 28% after it posted a massive loss last quarter. After the bell, strong earnings from CBS, Fitbit, Weight Watchers, and Herbalife. But the results were mixed at Tesla, which lowered its full-year sales forecast, 21st Century Fox, and at Keurig on weaker sales of coffee pods. That company now planning to cut spending and slash jobs. Hiring in the private sector a little weaker than expected last month, raising hopes on Wall Street that the Fed may delay hiking interest rates when policymakers meet next month. But companies still added 185,000 new workers in July. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC. Have you had trouble with online dating? This is eHarmony. Good afternoon. It's a couple of minutes past the hour. I'm Successful Brim with the latest in local news on KCAA 10:50 a.m. Suicide is suspected in the death of a man whose body was found in a parked black Lincoln car near a roadside food and fuel stop in Cajon Pass. The discovery was reported at 3.59 p.m. Monday along Wagon Train Road near a Chevron station and McDonald's restaurant about a quarter mile southeast of Interstate 15 and Highway 138 in Silver Lake. The man appeared to be in his early 30s. His identity has not been confirmed. And a two-alarm fire burned last night in a residential area of downtown Riverside. The blaze was reported about 7.15 p.m. along 5th Street, less than three blocks west of Riverside Convention Center. There were reports that someone was trapped inside the building. Meanwhile, an early morning fire Tuesday destroyed the Main Street pub in Hesperia. The roof collapsed soon after closing time. Though workers escaped unharmed, the cause of the fire wasn't immediately determined. Inland Empire weather, partly cloudy, highs near the upper 90s, lows tonight about 69. Currently, it's 97 degrees in San Bernardino. That's the latest in local news. I'm Successful Brim on KCAA 1050 AM. Consider this your invitation to sell. At buysellmakeoffer.com, you can sell as much as you want for the next 60 days without paying any fees whatsoever. Sound incredible? It is, and it's true. Buysellmakeoffer.com is the new exciting way to sell your stuff online. Make extra money right now. Sell your old Hi, car, furniture, video you? games, household items, clothes, even Good, your thank home. You. Sell anything that's legal. Load up your stuff to sell right now at buysellmakeoffer.com. Sure this is your are official off. invitation to get on board to sell your stuff right now. Thank you free for the next 60 days and once you see how easy it is you'll want to sign up for more because there are no item fees that's right take this opportunity to move items from the other guys and sell it for free you might even win a samsung tablet amazon gift cards and other cool prizes buy sell makeoffer.com is the future of online selling you can use skype to talk to your buyer or seller plus you can use video to showcase your items buy sell makeoffer.com Successful is my guest on, on the line. KCAA, where every okay, day great. is a great day. KCAA, Loma Linda. Calling okay. all men. It's now time for your show with your coach. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's the show where men can be men. Now here's the gal who has your back. Linda Gross. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Welcome to my show. If you are new to my show, we're here. This is a place where men can be men. We discuss men's topics and men's issues. We, we not only talk about sex, dating, and relationships, but it goes way beyond that. We're talking about women, fitness, men's health, health issues, uh, business, male hobbies, um, drinking, and everything under the sun in between. So anything that, uh, that guys are interested in, that's what we are interested in, and that's what we talk about. If you happen to have missed last week's show, um, last week's show was uh, 
tasting, a, a bourbon tasting with my bourbon expert, Michael Hack. You can listen to this show, which was on 729 or any of the previous shows. Um, you can Google KCAA. KCA Radio uh, slash Advocate. That's KCAA Radio slash Advocate. And listen to any of the previous shows. So for today's show, I'd like to um, introduce to that to you. We're going to be talking about communication. And the topic is to talk or to not talk. I had a, a reader send me a send me a message, a question, and I wanted to share that with you today. And that's what we're going to talk about. So um, the communication divide between the sexes. We're going to talk about this and what it all means. Um, I have uh, this person also is a, is a guest on the show today. But let me briefly read. Let me briefly read you his email that he, his post that he read, and uh, we'll pick up the conversation from there. My uh, guest and the email writer's name is Richard O'Rolan Jr., and he writes, and I quote, Hmm, it looks like we have a few items that keep coming up, primarily communication, and then there is trust and faith in God. Those are some pretty important ingredients that must be added to any relationship. Not long ago, I had a friend challenge me on the idea of communication. After an ongoing back and forth debate, I had to concede to him. Communication, in my opinion, is an important tool. However, it is not the most important tool in the tool belt. I hope that a couple of authors uh, that I look up to would address this issue, and he cites myself as one of those authors. Um, I am, of course, the author of Mastering Women, which I talk about a lot on this show. That's Mastering Women. And he also cited um, another author, Zoe Williams, who has a brand new book out called Relationship Dismount. I've been on Zoe's show several times, and I think that's where um, this reader actually found me. So let's welcome uh, our guest, Richard Rowland. Hello, how's everyone doing? Awesome. Thank you so kindly for coming on. I'm so glad that you're here. So you say it is you you admit that communication is an important tool, but you're saying that it's not the most important tool in the shed. So what do you think it is for what's the most important tool for you as a person with regard to relationships? For myself, I believe that the most important tool is understanding myself. Everyone always talks about communication is important, communication is important, but has anybody ever taken the time to even check out what the word communication stems from? I took a moment to look at the etymology of the word, and I'll make it as brief as possible, but the word from 14th century French comes from the idea of to share, to inform, to make common. Need I say more? Uh, current relationships, situationships, friendships, and even marriages often claim to be about communication, but they yet fail to share our real thoughts, our true feelings, our honest intentions, our unspoken but badly hidden expectations. If communication is the key to the great relationship or a great skill, why aren't we being honest with each other? At least here in the United States of America, we don't really give honest communication, so how can that be the number one tool? But don't you think that's the point, that we should be honest in our communication? I do agree that we definitely should be honest in our communication, but to call that the number one tool, we kind of miss something that's very important. Um, my father was a contractor, and I learned very, very, very young that the foundation is the most important piece of building a building. And if you go back until, like, the, um, I guess you say, the Middle Ages and so forth, when they was building those beautiful pristine churches and all the temples and so forth, they had something that they called the cornerstone or the foundation stone that had to be laid. In my mind, I believe that the most important tool to any relationship is you. You as that individual, you have to have yourself together and, and be rooted in what your idea of what love is and your idea of what life is before you can even begin to do communication. Because most people, when they communicate, a lot of people really don't know what they're talking about. They spend most of the time trying to figure out what you're thinking about to try to please you, and what often happens is we're not fitting in our truth because of that. 
I do agree with you with that. It's it's very hard to communicate or talk with someone if you yourself are not in the right place. And in fact, uh, since I posted this, this show topic today, a lot of people were asking me, well, how does one become a better communicator? And that's an excellent question, and I think it's a wonderful place to start because if the person is not there, then it's hard to convey the message to the other person. So some of the mm-hmm. things that I that I came up with with regard to that, like how do how do we as individuals become better communicators? And I, for one, think reading is probably one of the best ways. The more you read, the more you get into the author's mind or whoever is writing the story or the novel's mind into the character, you get transported into a different time and place. If it's a fiction book, if it's a nonfiction article or book that you're reading, then it just expands. It has to expand your world. So reading, reading, reading is so important important with regard to increasing your vocabulary and just increasing your knowledge base in the world. So I think that's, I think that's a great place to start is reading. Um, another thing that worked very well for me, what I would say is public speaking. And I was so very shy uh, when I was a school child. Um, I was so shy that my teachers didn't even think I spoke English. That's how shy I was. And I went through <laughs> decades of this shyness pain, and I thought, you know what? I have got to figure out a way to get rid of this because this is just craziness. So in my 30s, I took a uh, it wasn't public speaking per se, but that was one of the requirements. I took a networking, I joined a networking group, and we actually had to sell something, which is kind of like taking it one step above, say, a Toastmasters, where you're just doing practice, you know, practice, practice. So this was not only that, but the way you figured out whether you were doing a good job or not was are the people in the audience buying your product or service? Because if they're not, that kind of meant to me, you're not an effective salesperson. You're not an effective communicator. So what I had to do is uh, every week we had this meeting and I had to be at the meeting at 7 a.m., which was a terrible hour for a 30-year-old. You know, I have early hours now, but back in those days, you know, I didn't want to wake up at 5 a.m., but I did. Exactly. And I I forced myself to do it because I knew it was such an important, lesson that I had to get over and week after week after week it took me two years until I felt comfortable Um, we each had to get up every week and have a 30 second message so that message was on the spot it was impromptu it was you know how they say in sales your elevator speech your 10 second elevator speech it was like that you had to think on your feet you had to think now you could draw from past experience or you could draw from you know you could figure out what you wanted to say ahead of time, like the day before, the week before, or whatever, but so what? In the moment, you have to be present. And in that environment, if I wasn't doing it right, they wouldn't be buying buying my product or service. So I would say to I mean, you don't have to do a networking group, although I think that's a, an excellent place. If you don't do that, there are all kinds of public speaking. Maybe you can go to a community college and do public speaking. Maybe you can uh, join Toastmasters, whatever it is, if you're in this category, category where you're too shy and I know a lot of guys are not shy in other endeavors but they're shy with the girls take a class take a class and keep at it until you're comfortable because that's what it's going to take to make you feel solid in what you're saying Mm, very true very true Um, one thing about the networking thing I noticed with the guys a lot of times um, I'm a former president of the Louisville Urban League Young Professionals. And an issue I see with guys is when we network, we all try to put our chest out and brag about who we are. But you said a very beautiful word a couple moments ago when you said being present. A lot of people, when they're networking, they're more about boasting about who they are and what they are and what they do. And if you're trying to converse with a young lady or even someone you're trying to possibly sell a product to, they want to know that it's about them. So rather than be about yourself, you should be present and also practicing the art of listening. A lot of people pay attention waiting for that moment to jump in with a comment, but they should be listening so that that person can be felt, so that person can be felt understood, and that builds that bond that you need to either make that sale 
or to make that bond so that you can get the young lady's phone number so that maybe you can get that date down the road. Absolutely true, Richard. And it's it's more of you're actively listening. So in order to mm-hmm. actively listen, you yourself have to shut your own mind off. Uh, 90% of co- communication is the person talks and then they're waiting for what they're going to say next. That's not actively listening because that means that you're still in your own head and you haven't heard a word what the other person uh, said or, or in our case when we were talking about the networking, you haven't tapped into what their needs are. So you have to, um, you know, Stephen Covey said it really well. One of the chapters that I love that I always quote is seek to understand then to to be understood, which means that you have to actively be listening to the other person in order to understand where they're coming from. And then you can go about solving the problem or saying your next sentence, whatever it is. Don't you agree, Richard? I agree wholeheartedly. And I would ask you, because you are a lovely lady, you know this better than me, but isn't the biggest gap between men and women's communication is because females don't feel felt or they don't feel understood because as men, we're always trying to solve the problems when really you all just want to be heard and know that we want to listen to what you're talking about and we care for that moment while you're speaking. Absolutely. I think a lot of men, they come from a place, not that there's anything wrong with it, it is just what it is. They come from a place of when they hear the woman that they want to offer advice or offer a suggestion or what have you. And sometimes women are not coming from that place. They just want to be heard. They just want to tell you about their bad day or whatever it is, and they don't necessarily want you to solve their problem. So what I say in that instance is when she's, you know, offloading some steam um, when she gets done with that say uh, do you just want me to listen honey or do you want my advice so I think that'll clear up a lot of miscommunication because sometimes a woman gets upset when the guy offers advice and she wasn't going in that direction at all mm-hmm. that's very true mm-hmm. very true I've had that problem a lot of times in my life and uh, we're not going to get on that I've made that mistake <laughs> too many times that I ever want to count but one thing I do notice uh, also with people when we communicate in America right now we are so politically correct and that somehow that went from D.C. and uh, state capitals to just re- relationships and everybody wants to be P.C. and everybody wants to talk above the fray so what I'm telling you is not really the full story now the other person feels it inside, but they don't really know that I'm not telling the full story until an argument happens and you learn my true intentions. Um, What can we do to start getting people to be more comfortable to be honest with, one, their intentions, two, their feelings, and three, their thoughts? Because it seems like we're taught not to be honest about any of those things these days. Richard, I agree with you. Let's hold that thought on the PC. We're going to go for a couple-minute break. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We'll be back in just a moment. You've heard her on The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KCAA 1050 AM, where men can be men. It started with the whisper.
Meditation Played Out. Welcome back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. If you would like to join in on our topic, our topic today is communication, to talk or not to talk. And we're going to we're talking about the communication divide between the sexes and what it all means. My guest today is Richard O'Roland, and uh, he wrote me an email and asked a couple of questions with regard to uh, communication, and that's what we're talking about now. Uh, right before the break, we were talking about uh, P- being PC. Like, where where did this whole thing get started? Where you say one thing and you mean another? Um, unfortunately, it got started during uh, the Nancy Reagan days where it was somehow thought to not be so honest or blunt or direct and it was better to protect the woman's feelings Um, so it's better to like soften the blow so to speak and really say something else other than what you really mean I think you know several decades later now this has gotten so out of control where people use that tactic as their go-to tactic and I don't think the recipient benefits from that. What do you think, Richard? Um, I definitely don't think that the uh, recipient benefits from it. I don't think the giver benefits from it. But <laughs> in the end, if, this, if I need something, let's per se say my house is on fire. I know this is an extreme example, but my house is on fire right now, Linda, and I need you to call 911 to put it out. If I don't come out and say, can you please call 911 to put my the fire out of my house and my house burns down, then whoops, I lost my house, maybe my life or my family. And at the end of the day, you might have lost a friend because I'm mad at you because you didn't read my mind and know that I needed you to call 911 to put my fire out of my house, which is ridiculous. And at the end of the time, you don't have a connection with that person just to come back to earth and be realistic. If I'm talking to you and I'm not being fully honest, like communication is a bridge. And so if I'm not being fully honest, it's like crossing a river and somewhere in the middle of this bridge, it just, there's a gap. I didn't know about it, but as I'm driving, I just plumb into the river or the ocean or whatever because I'm not being fully honest. So everybody loses out on it if we're not being completely honest. I hate being PC. I, I very much agree with you, and I do have a I do have an explanation of why women are like that. I don't like it, but I'll give you that explanation. If you've just joined us, we would love to talk to you. Call us at 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. In the event that you can't call directly, you can also log on to my Facebook fan page and send me a private message or actually just post it on the wall, either one, whatever suits you. My Facebook fan page is The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Make sure you hit the like page button because this is where you're going to see all the updates, what is the show about, who is my guest, any links or referrals or whatever that I talk about on the show, all of that information will be posted to the Facebook fan fan page for your uh, ease ease of use. So like, let's say you're driving in the car and you're like, oh my gosh, what did Linda talk about? Or what was that link? Bam, you don't have to worry. Um, You can look all of that stuff up on the Men's Advocate Show fan page with Linda Gross. Um, All right. So we're we were talking about, you know, wh- why is it that women, wh- why is it that communication is hard with a woman uh, sometimes? And I think it's because, you know, Richard, as you know, I write a lot about the biological differences between the sexes. And I think men are very lin- linear. They want to, like, get right to the point. You know, my house is on fire. Use as few words as you can. Get right to the point. What do you need? Bam, here it is. Where women women, they don't like being so direct. They like saying X, but really they mean Y. Oh, I love a guy who cries at the movies. Oh, I love a guy that will hold my purse at the mall, etc., etc. <laughs> meanwhile, they go into the bathroom and I cannot tell you what horrendous bad mouthing they do when they're not in your presence because you came to the mall with them or you held their purse or you started crying at the movie. So women are famous for not being linear and why is that the reason why is they 
they interpret being linear as being confrontational. Now, to a guy, we know you guys don't think that or mean that. To a guy, you just want to save time and get to the point. It's not a confrontation. It's you're getting right to the point. Why why bother with all the extra words when you can just say whatever you need to say and get it over with, right? But yes. from a from a woman's point of view, and I train women to to please do not take this as a confrontation confrontation men will respect you more if you say what you really mean and they will comply better you know when oftentimes when the woman says x and then you know the guy the poor guy is chasing his tail trying to do x and really it's not x at all she wants you to do y so it's a lot of crazy making for no good reason what do you think about that richard well, when I was a little bit younger, when I was in college, it used to make me want to just bang my head up against the wall or get on the football field and crack back some of the linebackers or something on, on the other team. But since I've got a little older and a little bit more understanding of women, I kind of love it. It's like a puzzle. So you, you have <laughs> to really understand the woman that you're interested in. And actually, it's like a game. Let me see who this lovely lady is and let me figure out how I'm going to solve this puzzle. As a man, we have to learn to pay attention. That's one thing I give women kudos for. You all pay attention to our actions, to what we say, and y'all map everything out and connect everything out like CIA trying to find a criminal in Afghanistan. They have everything <laughs> laid out, and everything is lined up, and the coordinates is this. That means he likes football games. He needs tickets for the Cowboys in 2016 for the Super Bowl. She's already bought them, even though they're not going to Super Bowl. As men, a lot of times we're waiting for the lady to tell us something. I think it's fun now. At first, I hated it. But once you get into a relationship with somebody that you respect and you can enjoy their time, it's a fun game to me now. You are so evolved, Richard, I must say. That's the first time I think I've heard someone say that it's a puzzle. <laughs> Just look at it like a puzzle. That's a very good attitude to have because until you get to know each other better, it is like a puzzle. So you can either get frustrated with the puzzle or you can kind of look forward to, hey, this is how it is, and I'm just trying to you know, undo the Rubik's Cube, so to speak, and try to figure exactly. her out. I love that. I love that <laughs> quite a bit. And one other thing for the men on the line, they need to understand something. It's kind of like lovemaking. We like to be straight to the point. But when it comes to that with the young ladies that we're with, we want to please them. They want us to take the longer journey. It's not about the sprint. It's about the marathon. So as men, we have to be more patient with everything we do when it comes to a female. At least that's what I've learned in my experience. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you tell me, Linda. No, I I, th I think you're you're right. You're right. It for 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 men it's about the goal, meaning orgasm or in business it might be closing the sale or what have you. And for women it's not so much the end point, it's the journey. It's like how you get to the goal that 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 makes the difference for them. So, uh no, it's it's quite a bit of differences of the sexes going on. Um and another thing that I'd like to bring light to is uh, another difference between the sexes is I think men, especially when they're, when we're talking sexual uh, on a sexual topic, men are stimulated visually. So you have to see that woman from far away walking towards you or whatever, and you're going to evaluate what she looks like visually. That's how you get sexually turned on. Women yeah. do not get turned on visually. I mean, with the exception of the 20-something-year-old women today and because of the Internet and because sex is e splashed everywhere in our faces every second of the day, with the exception of that. But generally, from a biological point of view, women are not generally turned on visually. In fact, they use a different organ. Women are turned on auditorily. So what that means is women are paying attention to what you're saying, to what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. So a guy can use this to his advantage because how you talk, 
how you text message by, and how you email, anything that's written, because the written, she's actually saying it out loud in her head, so to her, that's also auditory. So um, if you want to, let's say you have a date uh, tonight at 8 p.m., whatever, and you want to get her juices going, rather than flashing, you know, pics of yourself, which isn't going to do any good and turns off a lot of women, start early in the day and send her a quick little text message here and there, maybe build up to like three or four like semi-cute uh, text me messages that could be interpreted with a double meaning, not a direct because they don't like the direct. So you have to kind of do it to where you say it in a playful way and suggestive way without saying it directly. And that's what will warm up her juices. So the women, they like to hear what's going on or texting or email that that works too. So that's kind of one of the differences. And um, yeah, so so, uh, yeah, so if you currently joined us, uh, you, you are on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We would love to hear from you. Uh, please talk to us, 888-909-1050, 888-909-1050. You're on with my guest, Richard O'Rourland, and we're going to uh, take a quick break now, and we'll be back at you very soon. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KCAA 1050 AM where men can be men. Welcome back to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with Linda Gross, and my guest today is Richard O'Rourland. If you would like to contact him via Twitter, um, his Twitter and Instagram handle is Rich Roland Jr. Rich Roland, R O W L A N D Jr., abbreviated J R. Um, all right, great. And also, I'd like to uh, let everybody know that Richard has um, written a book. It's called Facebook Memoirs, How I Came to Understand. Um, you can find this on Amazon. As soon as the show's over, I will post a, a link to that. Um, the name of the book is Facebook Memoirs, How I Came to Understand. So, Richard, tell us a little bit about your background. You were, you were mentioning to me off air how you uh, started a Facebook uh, fa page where, um, you know, you were posting things on the wall and soliciting questions, relationship questions from people. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, pretty much what happened was when I graduated from Murray State University, um, myself and a lot of my friends, we moved to all over the United States. So we weren't close to each other and they didn't have Richard to ask relationship questions for. So I would receive text messages and those kind of questions from people saying, hey man, can you let me know a little bit about this? How should I treat the young lady? And after having so many friends asking the same question, I was like, you know what? Do you mind if I honestly put this on my Facebook wall? And no one tripped out because I wasn't going to use their name. They said, sure, put it out there. I put it on my Facebook wall and the response was enormous. I had older people, younger people, married people, single people wanting to chime in their ideas about having a beneficial and a loving and a thriving relationship. And from that point, I thought I was learning something. My friends were learning something. I was getting um, messages, the private messages of people going, oh, my God, Richard, where have you been all my life? Thank you for giving me uh, knowledge because I believe the problem with people is that we think the way we think about love is the only way. But all of us have our own view of what love is and how to express that love. 
And so rather than saying, this is the way I want to be loved, we should listen to our partners and through that conversation on Facebook and develop so great that I wanted to share it with the world and say, look, I learned how to understand love. And I'm young, I'm a millennial, but here's a gift that I want to give to you. The old way of loving is kind of different now, and I'm going to give you, I guess it will be, what is it, Windows 10 now? I'm giving yeah. you the love version 10, because I don't know what uh, Bill Gates is doing. He's all over the place with numbers, but I'm going to give you love 10 in 2015. Facebook memoirs, how I came to understand love is to help you with the love that it is now, not 1925, but now. That sounds great. Yeah. Um so so what is the difference between now and, say, decades earlier, would you say? Uh, number one is, since beautiful part is Facebook or Instagram, I don't think that my great-grandparents were Instagramming themselves and their, uh, I guess, their unmentionables and putting them up there for the world to see. They didn't have a lot of social media. And also, men and women, they needed each other. The woman needed a man. The man needed a woman. It's, but now it's kind of like we don't even need each other in relationships. So people are kind of like, oh, you're disposable, but for right now while I need you, I'm going to walk with it. But, you know, tomorrow I might just drop you for this Instagram model that just instant messaged me, and she's looking kind of cute, so uh, be gone. That wasn't happening back in the day. They understood we're family. We need to build this unit. I need your money. You need my money so we can eat. So everybody had a job to do now it's kind of, we're all disposable. It just depends on the moment and the feeling. So it's almost like we have to find new and creative ways to need each other. And that's, actually, that's a, a topic, a chapter that I have in my men's book, Mastering Women, that the woman has to need the guy, otherwise it's not going to work. Um, and mm. you're right. Back in the Back in the day, um, you know, women used to need the guy for financial reasons, but after women's lib and the invention of the pill where women could delay a pregnancy uh, by taking the pill, now that woman, that it gave that woman some freedom to either pursue a school or start going to work or having a career and all of the above, right? So yeah. she felt, the woman felt like, you know, I'm earning the bacon, so what do I need you for? I don't need you for the money as, as as much as you know my mother's generation or my grandmother's generation but I I uh, I remit that there are 20 ways that you can need somebody only one of them is financial so if we put the financial element off the page you have to that that woman has to need the guy in some kind of way in order for that guy to be uh, valuable, let's say. All right. So mm -hmm. you could need somebody spiritually. You could need somebody because they're teaching teaching you something. It's educational. You could need something because you're a horrible cook, but the guy is a fabulous cook. Or you could need something because uh, you know you're not you're not very good at a particular skill, but the guy is great at a particular skill. Maybe that skill is he's great with computers, or he's great with cars, or he's great with with animals or whatever it happens to be. So, guys, read that chapter in my book because there are 20 ways that you can approach the woman and find your place. Because if you don't find a place with her, she will do one of two things. She will either dump you in a couple of months because who cares, you know, you're equals. And as much as society brainwashes us that we're supposed to be equals, it really does not work best that way. It works best when we're synergistic, like she's bringing something, something to the table that a guy wants and the guy is bringing something to the table that a woman wants. It's an exchange. Exactly. It's an exchange. And it works best when it's it's an exchange. So, um, yeah, so one of two things. So she's either going to dump you because you're not relevant um, or something worse than that, she's going to start manipulating you and controlling you and nagging you and all those other negative female qualities. And you don't want to be in that zone either. <laughs> that's, no fun for a guy. that's no fun for a guy to be in that, that area. So, um, yeah, so you have to figure out why does she need me? How does she need me? And the bad thing is it's not a question you can ask her. So, again, it goes back to your skills of 
am I listening? Am I solving that puzzle? Like you said, Richard, am I like, am I, you, the guy has to like be stealth about it and figure it out. So in the book, I give you what the 20 things are, but it's up to you to like figure out, okay, well, which one do I best fit into? Because once the girl needs you, she will keep you. That's how this works because you are filling a blind spot for her. You're filling a void for her. And that is very valuable to a woman. That's beautiful. And my thing about it is, is yes, we need to learn how to be needed. But also as men, even women have this problem too, but I have in my book, chapter five, it's called, all my chapters are based off of basically music because millennials, we love music and contemporary classics and those kind of things. This is called looking for love in all the wrong places. Now, (laughs) most men don't care about if the woman needs them or not. They're so busy looking at, the big button to smile or looking at how she fits in the dress or how hot is this female. So at the end of the day, we're not even building relationships on the proper foundation. Number one, just because she has a nice, uh, how do you say it's a nice one? A nice rack doesn't mean that she's going to be there 30 years from now when you need her, when you have grandkids and you want to leave that legacy. So we've got to get beyond this superficial outside love that we're on right now. It's not love, it's lust. And what I break down love and lust is love seeks to satisfy others at the expense of self and lust seeks to satisfy self at the expense of others. Most people are in lust these days, not in love. And that is our problem with relationships and relating. We're all trying to figure out what's in it for me and not what's in it for you and what's in it for us. Right. I think I think most people today are just basing it on their animal instincts and their animal instincts is lust. You know, you're just wanting to get it on, basically. And that's why a guy could care less whether he talks or a lot of guys could care less whether they talk or not, because that's not how men are stimulated sexually. Men are stimulated, like I was saying earlier, they're stimulated visually. So that's all that's mm-hmm. important. So, um, you know, I ha- I was once talking to a pastor, uh, and the, the topic came up, is communication important? And, of course, you know, he was a you know, minister for quite a few decades, and he has to do, in his church, he has to do premarital counseling, and they both have to go to X amount of classes, and he has to sign off on it just to make sure that, you know, it's okay for the two of two of you to get married, right? So anyway, the question came up, is communication important? And my answer to that was, to a guy, it's not important at all. Most of the time, it's not important at all, because they're not even at that level. They're at the give me something visually that I like. That's where they're mm-hmm. at. So, and that is your animal level. There's nothing wrong with it. But you guys need to, at some point, if it's the right girl and you want to take it further and you want to step it up, you got to get past that. So, uh, unfortunately, um, he told me, oh, my gosh, you are so right. He says, my personality, the pastor's personality, is one where if I never went another day speaking another word to my wife, I would be perfectly happy because that's just my personality. And he says, but Linda, he said, I have been married for 44 years. Do you think if I even tried five minutes of that, that that would work at my house? And I'm like, no. And he goes, I'm smart enough to know that my personality is to not talk. But so what? If I want to get anywhere with the woman, I have to talk because it's important to the woman. So it's just something to keep in mind that, you know, yes, we have a predisposition to be quiet or reserved or, you know, be, you know, get into your caveman mode. But if you want to take it to the next level, it's no longer just about you. It has to be a dance between the two of you. So Mm -hmm. you both you both can't be. You both can't be leading the dance, for example, because then you're going to step on, step on each other's feet. So someone has to take charge and someone has to follow the lead, just like with this. Like he didn't want to talk, but he knew he better talk. Otherwise, he's not going to be very married for very long. And he figured it out. So, yeah, I think that's it's an important uh, it's an important point to see where the other person is coming from and see if you can work with it. And if you really can't, move on to the next person, you know? 
Yeah, but can I throw something out there? The thing about it is, for those guys that don't realize, when you crack the code, yes, men are animalistic in the beginning and women want to communicate. But once you crack the code and you know how to push her audio button, next thing you know, she can become just as animalistic and now she's looking forward to the romp, so to speak. You can warm up those tail feathers, so to speak, so that when she comes home from work, she's ready to jump on you like the cave woman that she is. So it's all about that, that beginning communication. Let's go ahead and turn up the water, turn up the heat now so it starts to boil. When she gets off work, when she comes home, you don't have to worry about building that fire up. That's right. That's why I was talking about earlier in the day, start with the text messages. Not a lot. All you need is like three little quick ones during the day and get her juices flowing by giving her some, you know, some audio love or some text love, as it were. So, yeah, it definitely works. Okay, so we're going to take a quick little break. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest, Richard O'Rourland, and we'll be back, we'll be back at you in a couple of minutes. Thank you. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KCAA 1050 AM where men can be men. Thank you for rejoining us. You're on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, I want to let you guys know, in case you didn't already, if you need more of Linda, I'm on Poor Man's Show every week. That's Wednesday at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time. That's every Wednesday, 2.30 um, Pacific, every, uh, every Wednesday. Poor Man is on Monday through Friday um, every day at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, also, so I wanted to let you know of our upcoming show. I, I had a, a wall post on uh, this article where a woman was breastfeeding her, her three-year-old son, and we were asking, is this okay? Is it okay to feed, feed your child uh, in public when he is many years old? Um, and my guest next week will be a man who was exactly in this position. His thoughts on it, how he uh, dealt with his wife, how he dealt with his son, how he dealt with others who are in this position. And you too might be in this position where you feel like you're just talking to a brick wall and the woman is ignoring the dad and not giving him any play or any time of day. Um, as a dad and a father, how do you get through all that? So that's going to be next week's show. Anyway, we're back on with my guest, uh, Rich uh, Roland Jr. That's at Rich Roland Jr. Uh, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram. That's R O W L A N D. I, I will, and Jr. abbreviated J R. I'll put those uh, links on our Facebook page. Also, um, you can pick up his book. Uh, Facebook memoirs, how I came to understand, and it's about his experiences on uh, on being on Facebook and having wall posts about dating and relationships. So right now we're talking about uh, communication, whether or not to talk or not to talk, and the communication divide that happens often between the sexes and what it all means. Um, one of the things that I like to teach my guys to do, um, especially if they're shy or they have problem talking to a woman, uh, don't practice with a woman that you're head over heels for and gaga with. Don't practice with her. What I, what I recommend is talk to 10 people a day and talk to people who are the fours to the sevens. So it's low risk 
And the goal is not to get a date out of the person. The goal is to just get some kind of response. You know, the response could be a smile. It could be a, a look up. It could be a nod. It could be a hello. It could be a good morning. Just to get some kind of response. But talk to 10 people a day. So who are these 10 people? Anywhere and everywhere that you go, you could be pumping gas, you could be at the market, you could be buying clothes, you could be buying tires, whatever it is, wherever you see a woman, start talking, 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 because you need to practice. So therefore, when your girl does come along that you really are interested in, you're not tongue-tied and you're not too afraid and you can approach her with some sort of comfort and confidence and ease because why because you've been practicing 10 times a day so how long is this going to take I recommend at least two months so every single day find 10 people try to get a response positive response out of them 10 times a day what do you think about that Richard I think that those uh, skills yes practicing is excellent because you don't want to get tongue-tied when you're trying to talk to your uh, hopeful future sweetheart or something like that because that's definitely a turnoff. Uh, but in my mindset, um, outside of following that, is also to realize women are attracted to men that are doing something, not about the money or anything like that. If you have a passion or something that you love, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be the top person on Wall Street, or if you want to be the highest level engineer at the firm or a corporation or whatever, then go for it then go for it head over heels, live your passion, and you will attract women with that confidence that you're pursuing in the work that you do. I've had that happen in my own life. I used to be that shy guy. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to build a career as an engineer, and I'm going to do this, and this is what I'm going to be by this set time. And the minute I put my head to my job and putting forth the work I wanted to do and started getting those promotions, I started getting more confident in myself because I was in my own passion. I began noticing the eyes being turned towards me, and I just started speaking and just getting to know them. And from that, I was able to meet the women that I've become great friends and have relationships with now. You have to be confident in what you do. And, yes, the practice is very important. One of the things I talk about in my book also, Mastering Women, is that confidence is, women need confidence like they need air. So that's a great place to start because if you're a deadbeat, if you don't like you, why should she like you? That, that's kind of it kind of goes hand in hand and conversely like what you were saying Richard if you've got something going on if you've got passion if you've got energy that spills over to the woman as well so for the guys that don't have anything going on try to figure out what are my hobbies? What turns me on? What is my passion? And if you really come up empty-handed I say go back to age 8 because age 8 usually uh, uh, children are just so full of love and wonderment and uh, the whole world is out there anything is possible you need to go back to that day and figure out what made you happy back then and see if you can translate that to something in your current life uh, unfortunately sometimes during teen years with puberty and then sometimes during late teen years we get you know we get bullied and we get peer pressure at high school and whatever and then sometimes for some young men, by the time they're in their late teens, it's all girls are just too overwhelming. We have so many roadblocks ahead of us that we stop trying. But you can't be that way. You have to go back to your inner caveman. Um, you know, the caveman back in the day 10,000 years ago, he knew it was his job to eat every single day. So he and his buddies, they would go out into the plains, into the fields, whatever they had to do. You know, sometimes it took a little planning. Maybe they tried something one day, it didn't work. But he said, oh, if I come back and I do it this other way, maybe I can catch the animal. And then your goal is to catch the animal, drag it back to camp so the whole village can now eat. So you and your buddies are a hero because you're providing for the village. So you have to do that with the 
confidence thing. He didn't wake up that day and say, oh, you know what? I'm too tired to go find the prey or, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm too shy. I don't know how to do it. You know, he didn't make 50,000 excuses. If he made too many excuses, he would die of hunger. So and that's that's how the guys today have to be you can't give yourself a whole bunch of excuses you have to just get out there and do it and so the best way to do it is practice practice when it doesn't count practice when there is low risk so when you know when the girl is a seven eight or a nine or a ten then you have something to build on you have something to to somewhere to go because you already have been building up your confidence and you've been building up how you want to talk what you want to say and it comes from your gut it comes from like you are really good at being an engineer or really good at golfing or really good at bowling or whatever it is you know it could be anything but that confidence will build and it will spill over onto her and that's what will you know bring the attraction from her Exactly, and living your truth. Don't be at Napa Valley in wine country if you don't give a lick about drinking wine. If you like watching the Dodgers, go watch the Dodgers game, and more than likely you might run into Mrs. Wright at the Dodgers game that loves to watch the Dodgers game and drink a beer at the seventh inning stretch. It's all about, like she said, being yourself, being confident, and also being in your truth. Don't make up a passion and then try to live it out because of no. the hot lady you want to be. Be yourself, and you will attract the right woman to you. That's absolutely true because, you know, the truth actually brings confidence too. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that when you try to lie or you try to be PC or you try to skirt around something, you you become a smaller version of yourself. So if it's if it's a passion or a hobby that you really like to do, you just shine. And and people want to be around people who shine. You know, I mean, it's 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 infectious. So, of course, she's going to be attracted to you when you shine. You know, you'll bring her into your circle and she'll she'll want to spend time with you. And plus, women have that incredible thing called intuition and they smell the BS on your shoe. So being <laughs> the truth, because before long, she's gone anyway. So being your truth from the beginning, she will respect you when she will love you. And she will do whatever you want her to do because she respects you and loves you that much. Absolutely. Very, very true. Uh, you know, women can smell fear and women can smell if you're BSing them. So, yeah, don't even go there. And if and if you don't have the skills, there's no better uh, no better time than to start is to is to start right now. Just start mm -hmm. right now. You know, go get some skills, like figure out, oh, you know, I'm not attracting the, the women because I'm boring. Like, you know, I, I can't tell you how many guys who come, come, to the, come to my table and they say, you know, I, I don't know how to talk to girls or, you know, and then one of the first questions I ask them is, well, what do you have going on in your life? Why, why would any sex want to be around you, a, a male or, you know, let's say a male possible friend or a woman? Um, so if you're boring, you know, that's what you're going to attract is more zero-ness. So you've got to, you know, you've got to step it up. You've got to give her something that's attractive. Definitely. Another thing, another practice that you could do um, if you're really shy and have trouble with this is take an acting class. Um, you know, a lot of actors today are so very shy. In fact, they went into the acting profession because, you know what, they can read somebody else's lines. They can be a character whom they, whom they are not. I mean, it's all good. They, they don't even have to be themselves. So, um, yeah, so if you're in this situation, take an acting class, and that might help bring some of the, the young men out of their shells. Uh, something to consider. Richard, what do you think about, um, you know, it's not a good idea to talk to women. One of the readers today sent me this email. Not a good idea to talk to women because women are going to win the argument anyway. That's hilarious. Um, the thing about it is, is that if you're being honest, most people when they do a conversation, let's put it this way, if you care about someone and they care about you, when you're having a disagreement or whatever, it's not always about right and wrong. 
It's about listening to what they have to say. Women aren't going to win the argument if you take the time to listen and listen to the story within the story to see what she's really getting at. And once you figure out what she's getting at or she just wanted to be heard and then you give her that time and then you show her that love and that affection and that respect that you have my attention, beautiful, you can lay all that on me, it's not both of you are going to win. Conversations are not a win and losing situation. If you're trying to get in a relationship, it's time to make win-win situations, not win-losing, because it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about are we in love or are we not? Good points, Richard. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Listen next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, for another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. This is KCAA Loma Linda, the station that leaves no listener behind.